0: What's going on everyone? Ian and James here, Unbiased Football Talk. Been a while, but we're here. I want to talk a little bit about uh, some championship football and uh, coaching changes, but James, it is so good to see that ugly mug.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, good to see you too. I missed that scraggly beard all the way up in uh, North Dakota. Trey Lance's stomping grounds.
0: Uh, we're going to start off on a good on a, note. I'm talking <laughs> about Trey Lance. That's what happens when you get on military, man. You can start growing a beard, get a little fatter, you know? Well, I, I got one of those down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, unfortunately, James's season came to an end this weekend, this past weekend. Mine came to an end a couple weeks ago. No shocker. Vikings lose to the Giants. Uh but James, I gotta say, I just I cannot look anyone in the eyes and say that I think that the Eagles are the better team, are better than the San Francisco 49ers. I think with a real quarterback, even Brock Purdy, before he now he has to have Tommy John surgery, but I, I strongly believe that the 49ers are the better team. And I'm sorry for your loss, man.
1: Uh, it's it, it's all good, man. You know, on top of uh my favorite team sees me end it. I also I didn't win any money this weekend I had a lot of outs too I just no Miles Sanders on any of the DraftKings slates he scores two touchdowns you can survive the first one not the second and then uh my playoff best ball team which which was a Cincinnati San Francisco stack uh that I didn't get through so you know whatever shit happens but uh yeah, like you're a point to the Niners being better than the Eagles. I could definitely see it. Even even with their current construction with Brock Purdy at quarterback, if you want to make the argument, I I really can't say anything to it. I disagree with you. Like I thought even with their healthy Purdy, I still expected the Eagles to win just because I think they're slightly better in the trenches, both yeah. offensive and defensive <clears throat> line. Um, And I, I'd give the coaching advantage to the Niners with – Shanahan and the new head coach D'Amico Ryans although that that's not, that's not to say like the Eagles coaching staff they're no slouches either and uh skill guys it's probably the Niners but the the edge has to go to Philadelphia with the quarterback and I thought that edge was enough to push them over the top of this game just because I felt like if the Niners got down 10 points it, they're not a drop-back pass team. Their offensive line struggles in pass protection. And you want to drop back and pass against this defensive line, it's going to it's gonna be difficult to come from behind. That's just not how Shanahan has built this team. And I thought if the Eagles got down 10 points, they had a better chance of coming back. So just a, one more avenue to victory for Philadelphia made me favor them. That said, I mean, what it it's a pretty shitty way to go, you know? Like yeah. you, you lose your starting quarterback – uh, the four-string guy comes in. He can't catch a shotgun snap. <laughs> <laughs> he gets concussed, or he goes in concussion protocol. So your other guy comes back in. He can't throw a forward pass. Like, fuck. They would have been. They probably would have been better off running the wildcat with McCaffrey at that point. But it was only a matter of time, you know. It was like the the clock was ticking. As soon as Purdy got hurt, it was. It's a testament to them. They kept it that close for that long. It was seven-seven at one point. With Josh Johnson taking snaps in Philadelphia, like as much of an edge I gave to Philly for the quarterback, Hurts didn't look that good. Uh, no. He missed A.J. Brown on two bombs, which lo and behold, I played A.J. Brown in all my lineups. So that's probably why he missed them. And then he missed some guys short too. Like they didn't run him. Well, he didn't run in the first half, but that's because I think the Niners had a pretty good game plan, how to contain him. Like they weren't fully rushing him. They would, you know, stop halfway and just, you know contain the edges make him throw the ball which that's probably how you got to beat him he can throw the ball but you definitely don't want him scrambling and just having everything available so props to their game plan but it just fell apart hearts didn't play that well it didn't matter because the foreigners were playing 1940s football and you're just not going to win which it's really ironic Kyle Shanahan the quarterback guru still has yet to find a quarterback six years into a San Francisco tenure go figure
0: Hey James, I know a quarterback that never gets hurt.
1: Oh yeah, is he forty-six years old? <laughs> no.
0: He's some thirty something years old and he makes thirty million dollars a year in Minnesota.
1: Oh, your boy Kirky.
0: Yeah, Kirko. Yeah, I... That's Kirko to you.
1: <laughs> no, um, you, uh, you you told you, me some Vikings fans were talking about that. I that just Well it was like the Vikings
0: a- it's it's the Vikings podcast, Purple Daily that I listen to. Love those guys. Uh, okay. They're just. It was just an episode where they're like, "Would you trade Kirk?" And with the cap space, you know, increasing twenty million this coming year, um, you know, we're in, the Vikings are in cap hell as it is. Uh, you remove that, you remove some old guys on defense, you get a quarterback on a rookie deal, uh, and like I told you and and Mike, uh, I think that these days, unless you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You really need a quarterback that's on a rookie deal like i think the eagles windows will be closing i mean you're gonna have to pay jalen hurts a ton of money joe burrow same thing justin herbert same thing like their windows are now um but to go back to the to who's what team's better you make you kind of changed my mind there and i i I don't i don't hate the eagles i hate their fan base and i hate nick sirianni uh i don't hate all their fans I got some good friends that are eagle fans (laughs) Um, Nick Sirianni, I can't stand that smug prick. But um, Jalen Hurts, I, I've always like Jalen Hurts.
1: I could definitely see how you don't like Sirianni after watching him in these playoffs. That that's that's definitely a take I sympathize with.
0: Yeah, but Jalen Hurts, I mean that dude, the whole his whole story of you know what happened in Alabama, taking and he took that like a man. I mean he got benched in a national championship. Uh, watched I think it was Tua go out there. Uh, went to Oklahoma, he balled out in Oklahoma, and he's had an MVP caliber season, and I I like Jalen Hurts, and I like their team, so after you just explained all that, yeah, I suppose the Eagles are probably the better team, but their D-line and their O-line both are just nasty. Uh, yeah. Jason, Kelsey, Lane, Lane Johnson's playing with like a torn pecker or something like that, and he allowed, he let Nick, Nick Bosa had zero pressures and zero sacks. <laughs>
1: Did you With say like a, a torn t- pecker? No,
0: not a torn pecker. <laughs> uh, well, got to recover from that one, huh? Uh, torn peck, supposedly, or whatever it is that he's got torn. Either way, whichever one it is, it would be pretty tough to block Nick Bosa. Um, so, yeah, their, their D-line and their O-line are definitely... They're, they're monsters. I mean... But it's it, Hargreaves or whatever his name is. It's like eighty years old, and he's just dominating.
1: Yeah, they had like seventy sacks as a team, and sixty of them came from the D line. So um, that that's definitely the strength of their team. And it's splitting hairs going comparing the Eagles to the Niners. I just think the Eagles are slightly better. But if you want to take the Niners, I don't blame you. It just uh, didn't didn't
0: work out for us that Sunday. And I know a lot of people want to complain. About the officiating in the Chiefs, uh, in the Chiefs-Bengals game, but I, I, I gotta say, I think that the 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 refereeing in the Eagles-49ers game was awful. Um, the, to your to your point about Jalen Hurts not playing well, I think he threw the ball for like 110 yards or something like that, and the Eagles had seven first downs on penalties, which is absolutely outrageous, but now we'll switch, we'll switch gears a little bit and talk about the AFC championship. Uh, obviously we saw what happened at the end of the game. Joseph Asai, I think his name is hit Patrick Mahomes when he had two feet out of bounds, unnecessary roughness. Harrison Butker just nails a 41 yarder. If that doesn't happen, uh, he runs out of bounds and they probably he probably kicks a 50 something yarder, he probably still makes it. Um, but to talk about the refereeing, the officiating that game, other than the weird third down situation where they were the, the Chiefs had like three <clears throat> third downs or whatever it was, like I mean, you could complain about that, but at the end of the day, they didn't convert it. I mean, all they did was give the ball back to Joe Burrow. I mean, the refs didn't throw that interception, or both interceptions. You can complain about the refs all you want, but, I mean, they made stupid little mistakes. Joe Burrow throws two picks, one one of them being uh, that late, crucial one. And then Joseph Asai hitting Patrick Mahomes out of bounds. Like, yeah, it's a tough call, but, I mean, let's go. I mean, he had two feet out of bounds. What are you going to do? If he doesn't make that call, then the other team is saying that the refs are trash. So, uh, I think you. I personally think that the refs were worse in the Eagles 49ers game than they were in the Chiefs uh, Bengals game. But I will say that I, for one, am very happy to see Joe Burrow out of the playoffs. <laughs> Golly. I don't know what it is about these smug pricks in this league anymore. Nick Sirianni, Joe Burrow, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. I just can't, stay, I can't take it. Like It's not cute. It's not funny. Burrowhead. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're, oh. You haven't won a Super Bowl. You're, you're talking about the, you know, Super Bowl champions, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and all these guys. Like, like, what are you doing calling that Burrow head? The, the, the mayor of Cincinnati, sit down. I don't know what where, you think on that, but.
1: Where was Burrow in 2018? LSU. Oh, he was in LSU already? He wasn't with Ohio State?
0: Oh, he might have been still with Ohio State. I can't remember.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, five straight AFC championships. Mahomes has been playing for the Super Bowl <laughs> since Burrow was benched in Ohio State. So, right. yeah, maybe shut up on Burrow head.
0: And I know um, it wasn't Burrow. Burrow didn't say it. But yeah, 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 yeah. Eli Apple and all those idiots on that defense. Eli Apple got cooked by Emmanuel or Valdez Scantling, whatever his name is. <laughs> Valdez Scantling <laughs> cooked Eli Apple all game
1: yeah um i've come to just expect terrible officiating and i don't really blame the refs anymore like as much because one i think the way the nfl set up their rules it's like impossible to call like a decent game you know there's just so much shit that happens every play that you-, you could probably call a penalty on every single play if you if you really wanted to if you had eyes everywhere and so i think it's a situation where like they're just quote doing their job you know we've heard that somewhere before and uh their job is hard that being said how do they not have full-time referees the league really can't afford to pay someone 100k a year to be a full-time ref like i almost make 100k a year that's nothing (laughs) <laughs> so like I, I don't understand how these guys are part time because them being part time you get just some terrible calls you know and it's it's them being part time not being able to fully you know understand everything that goes on in game and it's all the all the rules the NFL has implemented like yes the hit on Mahomes late that gave him the fifteen yard penalty that is a penalty it should have been called i hate that it is a penalty because the dude's running full speed he's already reaching for mahomes before he steps out out of bounds you know like he's already made up his mind to try to get him before mahomes officially was out of bounds so like it's football you know fucking guys get hit like we just it's weird we elevate the quarterbacks above a status to where you can't hit them right and all the new rules have uh you know been some of them have been more player friendly than in the past like you can't you don't have padded practices no two days i think you know stuff like that and really i think it, it's part of the reason that injuries are up it's hurting the players in, ironically because you take away padded practices and off-season regiments and all that crap these guys aren't prepared for the physicality of full NFL season And um I'm pretty sure if I looked it up, injury injury rates are up this year higher than they have been in previous years. Because I can tell you from playing DraftKings every week, I've never rostered a player this week that did not leave the game due to injury. Like that is that is a fact. I'm not I'm not lying. It's it's ridiculous. But and I think part of the reason is because these guys' practices, they're not you know, they're not what they used to be, and so they're not ready to um hey bud. Hi. 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 I'll talk to you a little bit, okay?
0: He, Shut the your door. Kid, your kid wants to talk football too. I don't blame him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe in like ten years or five. Who knows? But yeah. Um, regarding the refs, it is what it is. They suck. Not all their fault. Kind of the league's fault, but also their fault. Um, let Let's just go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. I don't think the league is rigging these games like I I don't that they're going to get their ratings and money regardless of who plays in two weeks so I mean they really don't have any financial incentive to do it because they're getting their money regardless I will say though I don't understand people scoffing at the idea because we've seen it in our lifetime with Tim Donahue calling games in a certain way to you know for gambling incentives so yeah, it's absolutely possible that some of these refs are like, hey, I'm gonna be calling ticky Tacky shit on Cincinnati this game. Maybe take the Chiefs minus two. You know? And then Yeah.
0: I mean that's a th- there's man.
1: that there's that possibility. So are is the NFL rigging games? I, I don't think so. Are the refs calling games in a certain way? Possibly. That's possible. And I can't prove it one way or the other. But um having said all that, I think both teams had bad calls go their way. Um, I kind of want to. So I, I was. I've been like the biggest poo-pooer on Joe Burrow among us three, I believe. And I want to take that back a little bit, because in my campaign for trying to prove he's not on Mahomes and Allen's level, I didn't realize how good the Cincinnati team is. Like if they still, if they, if they had their full offensive line in that game, I think Cincinnati's playing this weekend or in two weeks against Philly. I thought they were going to pull it out you know, towards the end of that game because while I think a fully healthy Kansas City is the best team in the league, um, the Kansas City team we saw with 20 seconds left in the fourth quarter is not the team that I picked to win the game. They had like what, two or three receivers hurt, uh, Mahomes could barely walk, and uh, the Bengals just kept hanging around, hanging around. They're a better squad than, than Kansas City is today, if they play that game again. 10 more times, it's probably like 60 40 Cincinnati, just seeing how that game played out. Now, maybe it's 50 50 if the receivers can stay healthy, but Cincinnati's a hell of a ball club. And uh, I, I have a little more respect for Burrow, but I'll, I would still take uh, Allen Mahomes over him. But, you know, he, he definitely belongs in this league. We'll just see how good he is when they have to pay him and some of his guys. How is he really going to be able to carry an entire offense? Like people think he does.
0: I And I, I'm not. I, my dislike towards Burroughs is is just as him as a man, not as a player. Like he's a really good quarterback, yeah, yeah. and I'd kill to have him on the Vikings. He'd still be a clown and a freaking smug. Crack, I can hate but, him on
1: San Francisco. I would love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, the 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 Chiefs had a lot of injuries. They they had a lot of injuries on defense too. I think they were down their best corner, down a linebacker, down three. Receivers, like I said, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling was, was the number one guy. Him and like Jarek McKinnon, obviously Kelsey, but that goes without saying. As far as it being 60 40 in Arrowhead AFC Championship game, I mean, it's 50 50 right now. They've won one, lost one. Yeah. But yeah, maybe it's
1: 50 50. Maybe I overstated it, but my, my point is like Cincinnati is probably the better team today. Maybe I mean, they I'm were taking, the team I, going in. I'm taking Mahomes over everybody in the league. Well, me too, but there's also an entire other roster. And right. Mahomes is the MVP because you compare the Chiefs to the Eagles, the Bengals, to the Bills. Maybe they're better than the Bills, but Eagles and Bengals, I don't think it's really close. And he's still putting up, you know, he's still leading the – they're the one seeing the AFC. Granted, it took a near death for it to happen, but, I mean, the, part of the, his MVP case is – he's doing it without star-studded casts
0: right they lose Tyreek Hill. everyone freaks out like he's gonna take it they're gonna take a hit in production and he led the league in everything
1: <laughs> yes he's a phenomenal player yeah hopefully he's healthy in two weeks because uh it could be a they could get ugly quick if he can't move and these receivers aren't you know playing I don't know how they're gonna really compete against Philadelphia if Mahomes doesn't have all his weapons and he is hundred percent himself.
0: I'm more worried about the defense against uh against Philadelphia because Philly could get up ten points and just run the ball nonstop. Spagnola, he's still suspect to me. He's he, he wants yeah. he wants to press the entire game and are you really gonna do that all game against AJ Brown and Devontae Smith? Dallas Goddard's gonna be open. And then they're just going to start running the ball with all 12 running backs that they have on that team. Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott and um, your boy Miles Sanders. And, I mean, obviously we saw this year Jalen Hurts can run the ball pretty well. Um, I'm more worried about the Chiefs defense than the offense, in my opinion. That's my opinion. Uh, Chiefs, Chiefs offense is going to move the ball. They're going to move the ball. Easy. Yeah, I mean not easily, but they're gonna move the ball. They're gonna score a lot of points. They've been there before. Kelsey's gonna play like a dog because that's what he is. He's a dog. <laughs> hey, man, I I love the I love that, that this is a matchup, Kelsey brothers. Because I I like both of them. You can't hate the Kelsey brothers. Well, maybe Mike does. Maybe Mike hates Tra- Travis Kelsey, but that's that's
1: Travis that's is a- like uh, he's he's so likable from the very yeah. few interviews I've seen of him. Like. I don't know. He's. I think. Uh, you know. It was during Mahomes' first few years. In an interview, he said, "Like, I think I'm terrible," or something like that. Like, he he holds himself to a high standard, and he thinks he could be so much better when, like, everyone tells him, "Like, you're the best tight end in the league," and, and he, uh, is he is just the best keeps in the he just keeps trying to be better, and that 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 says something to the kind of. Uh, to the kind of football character that, you know, Andy Reid likes to pursue. Granted, he's taking some chances on on like off the field <clears throat> guys with off the field issues, but if you look at the the kind of player that Philly has, San Francisco has, Cincinnati has, and uh KC has, they all love the game. Like Mahomes would be playing in the seventies, making eighty K a year. Yeah. You know, like he he could play in any era. So that it, when you get that level of like commitment and the not give a fuck of your status, you just want to win that. That's why the NFL is at the top, you know, above baseball, above, especially above basketball. Um, that it, it's just great to see it's we, the viewer benefits from that.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I, I do want to talk about this because, you know, we, we love revenge games on unbiased football. Talk. We <laughs> love, we love some revenge talk. Andy What's the Reed. narrative system? Oh, Andy, Andy <laughs> Reid. <laughs> <laughs> he was a narrative. The biggest. <laughs> the literally, figuratively, the biggest one. Wasn't
1: uh, like, I, I swear Spagnola was with the Giants at one point, wasn't he? Or am I? I, do? I mean, Giants play the Eagles; they're rivals.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, there's revenge games all over the playoffs okay, for I, sure. I'm sorry. I, I'll stop
1: burying leads. <laughs> Andy Reid against Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, obviously Andy Reid took the Philadelphia Eagles to what one Super Bowl, two Super Bowls? Well, five NFC championships. I five NFC championships, yeah. At least was it two? I know I he know played that, the the Patriots. He lost that one. It might have been just one. Just one. Yeah,
1: but they lost against Tampa Bay. Uh, when Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl, they um. Yeah, I'm not going to go through early 2000s football. That's <laughs> it was it was one, definitely one. I don't think yeah. it was.
0: Yeah. So revenge, I guess there in a, in a sense revenge. Uh, maybe. Um, I don't think he's going to see it as a revenge. I, I think he's going to see it as another game where he can eat a cheeseburger afterwards. But <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of narratives around. You know, Kelsey versus Kelsey and 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 Andy Reid versus the Eagles. Um. Yeah. I mean, I could sit here and ask a stupid reporter question and be like, Do you think there's any added emotion? And I think yeah. that he just wants to win his ruble.
1: Yeah, like I, he's been with KC for like 10 years. Yeah. I'm pretty sure any feelings he had leaving Philly are long gone by now. I mean, only the Shanahans hold grudges, and they only hold grudges against Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I guess, I guess Bill hates the Jets as well. Like, for he always kills the Jets. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So I guess just to, you know, it's two weeks away. What's your gut feeling?
1: I'll I, i, I I'll be honest. I don't have one. Like, I got to see the injury report. I know that's a cop-out, but like. All right.
0: Okay. 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 Let, me, let, me, let me rephrase my question to make it a little <laughs> easier on you, James. 100% healthy. What's your gut feeling?
1: Oh, I'm going to stick with my pick before the playoffs. Chiefs beat the Eagles.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that as well. As well Which but. I I listened to one of our
1: old episodes earlier. Um I forgot what episode it was, but you were on Doug Peterson as coach of the year. I think he's the finalist, right? He's one of the finalists.
0: Yeah, he I mean I mean he's definitely he's not gonna win. I mean I, I would I, I would say Shanahan's probably got it, but what, what's your what's your take?
1: Oh, well, I was just listening to our old episodes. Uh, you were on Peterson for coach of the year. Mike was the only one who didn't like the Russell Wilson contract, and lo and behold, that yeah. we'll get to Sean Payne in a minute. But that's well, like Mike. Shit Mike
0: Sean. also, do you remember who Mike picked for uh, coach of the year? Who Josh McDaniels? Josh McDaniels. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike I was Harris. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He took Derek Carr as MVP. I mean, I love you, Mike, but I mean, there was a little little delusion preseason on the uh, a, on the Raiders, but that's okay. That's okay.
1: I wonder if he made a hometown parlay: Derek Carr MVP, Josh McDaniels Coach of the Year.
0: I don't know. Hey, see, Sweet. Mike, Mike was really high on his team, and I was really low on my team, and my team won 13 games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was higher on
1: the Vikings than you were before the season yeah I was started.
0: A, I had no faith I had no uh, investment in this Viking season and you know they win 13 games and uh, with the 30th ranked defense which is actually pretty impressive if you think about it yeah uh, but obviously when you have a guy like Justin Jefferson it makes things a lot easier and a guy like TJ Hawkinson which uh, they need to pay those guys as much as they possibly humanly can and TJ Hawkinson's a freaking monster. I didn't realize how good he really was until he came to Minnesota.
1: Until he had a one thirty and two game.
0: <laughs> yeah, twelve catches, one thirty and two touchdowns. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Pr- pretty, pretty stupid. His first game with the Vikings, he had like what eleven catches or something like that. But, it, it was ridiculous. <laughs> but moving, moving on. Uh, some coaching changes. I think uh, the first, first bit of news was earlier in the week, Kellen Moore fired by the Dallas Cowboys and then like three hours later, he's hired by the Los Angeles Chargers. What do, you, what do you think on that one?
1: Yeah, I uh so I listen to the GM Shuffle, Michael Lombardi a lot and um he he loves his hire just because he loves ragging on St- Stanley and Kellen Moore so the two of them together he's going to have a field day whenever they fuck up yeah, but um He's going to be great for the Chargers for fantasy, right? Like Herbert's going to put up some pretty good numbers. The issue with Moore is, and what Lombardi points out a lot, he doesn't have a feel for how to call a game. Like, I I put it this way. Like, him and Staley, I defended Staley in some of his fourth-down aggressiveness. I'll still defend him for that Chiefs game two years ago when he went for a fourth like three times. But uh, what I equate it to is... Like if you go strictly analytics or like you know, just pure those kind of decisions, it's like going to the grocery store hungry. Like you go to the store hungry, you're getting food, are you accomplishing your goal? Yeah, you, you go to the store to get food, right? But you don't really have a plan. You're just grabbing everything in sight. And at the end of the day, you have food in your basket, but do you have any cohesive like, you know, meal plan for the month or whatever? Not not really. And that's what that, that's what some of the decisions Staley made were in regards to like just scoring as many points as you can the same thing Kelly a try to do just try to call plays and score points like yeah you're you're trying to score points and scoring points will win you some games but not you don't need to score 30 every game like what do you need to do that specific game to win that game and that is what uh, Lombardi really harps on for Staley and more like they don't they have no feel for the current game they're in they, they just have one mindset like we're gonna do this this and this and that's all we're gonna do and uh, if we do enough times we'll win enough games which theoretically is true but NFL has a lot of situational um there's a lot of situational football that pure numbers decisions don't capture like yeah you can go technically going for two every time uh yields you the same amount of points as just kicking an extra point but do you have a two-point conversion play do you have five of them every game you know like you gotta have these calls in these certain situations. so i think that's what some of the hardcore data people miss is that yeah it is more efficient to do things this way but you know you have to have a certain play call for that situation and these these teams don't have they don't have eight fourth down plays in their pocket, you know. I I don't think they do. They don't have six two point conversion plays. So, the combo of Kellen Moore and Brand Staley in in the in San Diego, Los Angeles, whatever. Um, I think it was kind of a cowardly move by the Spanos because they hate spending money. You know, if if they were if they were any type of respectable, they would have gotten rid of Staley and went hard after Sean Payton. Give Justin Herbert uh Champagne as a head coach. Like that's what they should have done. But they're cowards. <laughs> they just they didn't go after Payne. They kept Staley, fired his offensive coordinator, and then they hired a guy three hours after he got fired. So uh it, it's typical Chargers to just like who else do they interview for that job? Like I literally don't know kill if him, they did kill him that, more honestly. Yeah, more gets released and then He gets hired a couple hours later. Like, is that a violation of the Rooney Rule? It's, it's just, I I would say it's a pretty pathetic move by a pathetic franchise. Like, Herbert took him to the playoffs this year. They, and they're just going to squander his career. You know, it's, it sucks as a football fan to see that, but it is what it that that's probably what's going to happen. Draft him in your fantasy leagues. I don't expect them to be any better next year, to be honest.
0: So. When Kellen Moore got fired, I initially thought that he might go interview for the head coaching job in Arizona, and that might have been a little wishful thinking because I, I want Brian Flores as my head my defensive coordinator in Minnesota, but he could definitely go be the head coach in, in Arizona too. But let me ask you this. So, in the, the with the problems with Dallas, um, last year playoffs ending when they... <laughs> They ran the ball with like ten seconds left with no timeouts or whatever. Like I still laugh at that. I can't even say it without laughing because it's so stupid. Is Kelly was Kellen Moore the problem there or was it was it Mike McCarthy? I mean Kellen Moore is a very weird play caller and you see it every Dallas game you watch. Is it was he the problem in Dallas or is it Mike McCarthy?
1: That's a good question. I I don't know. Apparently, the way I spouted it off against Kellen Moore, I think he was a problem. Um, I, I think so. I, I kind of just yield to Lombardi's opinion on that, that he's just calling plays. He's not calling a game, which makes sense when you watch him. Like, they're very sporadic. They can blow out one team one week and then lose by a field goal to the Texans the next week, you know. And I think part of that has to deal with the, with, with the fact that their play calling just is like one street. You know they don't. They can't take detours, depending on the game situation. So maybe McCarthy's better in that aspect, calling the game. You know he did say what you want about him. The Packers won a lot of games with McCarthy as head coach. Granted, that was with Aaron Rodgers. And but did he? He didn't coach Brett Favre. Yeah, no, he, he
0: didn't. No, he Michael. was
1: the he was the offensive coordinator for San Francisco. The year before they drafted Alex Smith, which would have been far, which would have been Rodgers' rookie season. So maybe he coached him one year, but it's been mostly Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah, Mike. it's
0: been most, yeah.
1: And I mean, they didn't have the best, you know, skill players. I think Rodgers elevated all their guys. So I mean, maybe, maybe they're better off without more McCarthy calling plays. But we'll see. You know, I, I wasn't high on the Cowboys coming into the year because of Mike McCarthy so uh maybe nothing has changed and we'll see that next year but uh i i i guess i'm a little more hopeful for them just because maybe they're you know i, I don't know maybe the issue is just dak is not good enough to
0: win a super bowl with I mean, yeah at the end of the day the <laughs> Dak really isn't that good but all right so ne- the next the next bit of news came in uh the New Orleans Saints traded Sean Payton to the Denver Broncos. The Saints receive a 2023 first round pick, a 2024 second round pick, which I didn't even think they had first round picks. Denver. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> like so I don't know <laughs> unless they got I don't did they get a first rounder for Bradley Chubb?
1: I'm googling their draft picks right now. They they might
0: have, yeah. So Sean Payton will now inherit. Let's ride, Russell Wilson, <laughs> and the rest of that team that is actually pretty good. It's just, the team. The team itself is pretty good. They got a pretty. I think they have a top ten defense. Uh, re- receivers are good. O line's fine. Running backs are. I mean, they got so many running backs because they had so many injuries and they released Melvin Gordon. I don't know. Um, I off off, just. Initially, I, I think Denver is going to be a much better team with with uh, uh, Sean Payton. But I said Denver was going to be dangerous with Russell Wilson. and Wow. Dangerous Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Unlimited. Unlimited uh, losses. <laughs> Literally the most cringy player in NFL history. <clears throat> um, so Sean Payton goes there. And I, I think I speak for all Minnesota fans out there. I hope he fails. I hope he gets fired in week seven. I, I I hate Sean Payton. And there's obvious reasons why. So, you know, we were talking about it at work. And we see him. We're just like, fuck Sean Payton. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck Drew Brees, too. But they're going to be better there. I think that's a good. I think, I think it's a decent fit. I, when you said that he was going to hold out for one year, I, I figured that. That one year would be for the Dallas position, but hey, Denver it is.
1: Yeah, uh, thinking on it, like, at first I thought, why would he take this job? Like, Russell Millen's contract is an abomination. They don't have any draft picks, but you know what? A lot of the issues in that building probably stem from Nathaniel Hackett not having a clue how to be a head coach. And uh, you get someone who's had success in that building – I think I, I agree with you. I think they're going to be a lot better. Uh, their first pick isn't to the third round, but like you said, they had a top ten defense, top five defense this year. I think like top five in scoring as well. They have plenty of skill players. You know, Javante Williams got hurt, but he was looked like a top five running back to start the year. Uh, Jerry Judy, Cornson. They got. I think they have two tight ends now, Alberto and uh, uh, Greg Dulcich. So definitely a lot of weapons for Russell Wilson. I don't know how the old line looks, but uh I think they're gonna be vastly improved. I, I would expect them to make the playoffs next year if if Payton can get any type of improvement from Russell Wilson. So it's worth it. You know, the most important thing in this uh in the league is probably quarterback. The second most important thing is head coach. And uh now you can argue Denver has like one and a half quarterback and head coach. So yeah I think I expect them I, They'll probably make The playoffs next year If uh, Payne can get Better play out of Russell Wilson
0: Yeah <clears throat> um, Yeah It's a weird division too You never know What's going to happen With the Worst franchise Arguably the worst Franchise in, in the NFL With the Chargers And then Who's going to play Quarterback in Oakland Next year Is it going to be Brady
1: I kind of hope it's Stidham
0: I like Stidham Is Brady going to lead them to to a Super Bowl somehow? And is Devontae Adams going to stick around? I mean, yeah, he's on contract, but could request a trade because his boy Derek Carr is going to be playing for probably, I don't know, Indianapolis or one of the teams that quarterbacks go to die. Where is he going to play? I mean, initially I thought the Jets, but with Nathaniel Hackett going there, I could see Rodgers crying over there in in New York.
1: What about San Francisco? (laughs) Rodgers? No car.
0: <laughs> it might be the Why time. Not? It might be. <clears throat> it might be time, and, and and Mike probably doesn't want to hear this, but it might be time just to say Derek Carr is not that good.
1: I think you can win with him in this league.
0: You can win with any quarterback. Tr- Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Um, That's not true. You can't win with <laughs> Trey Lance. That is. <laughs> that is. Well. You know, you have you the greatest still, defense. You have the greatest defense of all time, and you can win with Trey Lance. And maybe. <laughs> you were the one that was least, high on him.
1: Yeah, I was. And, uh, man, I don't want to talk about Trey Lance right now. You still need, like, average... You still need at least average production from the quarterback acquisition. <clears> <throat> Carr can get definitely get you that. I mean, he's going to have... He has terrible game awareness sometimes. Like, he just runs out of bounds behind line scrimmage uh he doesn't know situations sometimes it's really weird and then he has other times where he's slinging it all across the yard and throwing for 400 yards and winning shootouts it's i don't know man you can win in this league with him you're not going to win because of him i think that's the
0: perfect way to say it that's fair that's a lot of quarterbacks in the league yeah um all right so Last little bit before we head out of here. Um, D'Amico Ryan's your boy. Defensive coordinator. San, San San Francisco 49ers no more. <laughs> uh, that's what he's going to be doing a lot of in, in Houston. Is just not being able to talk because they're going to get blasted every week. Uh, he D'Amico Ryan takes over for Lovey Smith as head coach in Houston. I... Didn't know what to think about this pick or this, uh, this hire. Tomiko Ryans is a really good defensive coordinator. Obviously the Vikings offered him a position as their head coach last year. And they, he turned it down to stay in San Francisco. Don't blame him. Um, he takes over. Like, I mean, he gets to draft so much. He gets to build his own team in, in, in Houston, very young team, not a lot of talent right now, but he gets to build a six year contract. Um, He's probably going to draft a quarterback within the first round. Bryce Young is probably going to be in in Houston. Long neck Davis Mills, my my boy, he's he's probably done, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but it, it's it's probably a good hire.
1: Yeah, five picks in the top seventy-five, including the first and the twelfth, the second in the twelfth overall pick. So he definitely gets to shape this organization any way he wants to. And um, coming from San Francisco, he saw Kyle and John, you know, build up. When they took over, it was a terrible team. 2017 yeah. was they, they were atrocious, and he saw he saw like the makeup to build a powerhouse. So uh, it's definitely promising for Houston. But to your point, I was wondering the same thing. Like we see a lot of coordinators who had good units get hired as head coaches, and a lot of them fail. And it got me wondering what makes a good head coaching candidate. Like, what? How do you know that someone that someone is gonna has the potential to lead a team from the head coach position? And uh, I'm rooting for D'Amico because he did really good things for the Niners, but uh, I have no idea if he's going to be good or not. Just because I don't know what makes a good head coach, you know. I mean, at least his unit was very very good it was elite so i mean you're not going to hire someone who's bad at their current job for a promotion right so there's you got you got that aspect but uh yeah i have no idea if he's going to be good or not but it's definitely promising this is definitely an organization you want to go to because you're going to get time the last two coaches were one and done they're not going to have a third one go one and done you're going to get four or five years to see this thing out so And he has all the draft picks in the world, gets to draft his quarterback if he wants to, or just do whatever he wants, build the team the way he wants and see if he, see if he can do this in a weak division at at that, you know, you got Trevor Lawrence Mm. in Jacksonville, but Tennessee doesn't have a quarterback, Indianapolis doesn't have a quarterback. So it's wide open. Honestly, you have one, you got one team that you're, you know, vying for, I mean, yeah, it's it's a great job for him. I hope he does well. I have no idea if he
0: will do well. Yeah, it may not look good the first couple of years, but I mean, that if they good. go,
1: if they win six games next year, you,
0: they're they're on the right track, like for sure. That's that's fair. I mean, uh, they could they could win four in the division. Yeah, uh,
1: Tennessee and Indy, right?
0: Yeah,
1: and they're not gonna sweep them. Maybe they sweep one of them and split with the other two. But yeah, it's it's a weak division. He has a lot of draft capital. They probably have a lot of cap space because who are they paying? Brandon Cooks is that it? So uh,
0: I think he's a free agent. Yeah, he's a free agent. So yeah, so they're not even
1: paying anyone.
0: Yeah, I, I would, I I would like to look that up. Who's their highest paid player? And they do. He does inherit a pretty good run game. Uh, yeah, Dam- Damian Pierce was a stud. Damian Pierce, yeah. I want to say Damian Harris, but Damian Pierce. Um, other than that, not not great positional players, but it may not look good the first couple of years, but I think that, uh, that he'll make it. Are you looking up who's the highest paid player in the Houston?
1: Uh, their highest, it's Larry Tunsil, so they do. Have oh yeah, player.
0: that makes that makes sense.
1: And then Cooks, which you say is a free agent. Yeah, and then Titus Howard, who I wrote an article about on Pro Football Network. So, uh, go check that out from three years ago. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see the list of like everyone's cap space, but I I really don't care enough to search it. So, I'm gonna
0: well, quote. Bears have the most. I'll, I'll, I'll let you. I'll tell you that much.
1: Appreciate it. Yeah. Maybe they could. Maybe they could pay a quarterback,
0: and they're gonna get twenty million extra. So. <laughs> But, oh yeah. The all castle. right. Well, that's all the time we got tonight. Uh, it's been fun. Been fun getting back. Definitely get back into it now. But James, you got anything else? No,
1: I I think I kind of think the off season is in way in a few ways more fun than the regular season. I just like all the speculation and guessing who's going to do well because I think I do pretty well at that. So hopefully, hope hoping to get more pods in throughout the summer and get ready for the 20, 2023 season.
0: Yeah, I'll say that the offseason does better with my for my blood pressure than the Vikings playing <laughs> 11 one score games. 11 and 0, James. I mean,
1: hey, I'm not I'm not gonna be like these whiny ass Niner fans who say they have it so hard. Three AMC championships in four years. I got to experience the hardball years. I'm not complaining. It's uh I wish we had a quarterback, but hey, whatever. We're we're winning. That's all you can ask for.
0: There you go. All right, we'll see you guys later.